0: What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. This is a talk in the attic with Kirk Ross, which means, of course, that I am the aforementioned Kirk Ross. What's going on, folks? Many of you are likely shaking your head at the painful reminder that just because 2020 has afforded us direct entry through the gates of hell doesn't mean that hell is frozen over as evidenced by the Detroit Lions' most recent rendition of Gotcha Suckers, this time manifesting as a 21-point from a head loss to the Bears. Kind of annoying, honestly, because as the loss was unfolding, I took to my notebook and jotted down multiple versions of the same general joke. That 2020 isn't completely absurd after all, because the Lions are as the Lions always have been. A sense of normalcy. Comedy gold, I thought until I saw that about a third of the posts on Facebook on Sunday night featured the same general observation. Well, there goes that idea, right? And there are seemingly only two possible options when a joke I think of is also thought of by legions of other folks. The first and least likely option, man alive, I know so many hilarious people. It's such a world-class joke, and yet so many of you thought of it too. What a crew. Probably not it. The second, and almost certainly reality option, The lion's joke wasn't that funny of an observation. But I couldn't accept the second explanation as the real reason. It simply would have been too big a blow to my comedic confidence. Something that is required in steady supply in order for me to continue this podcast charade. So as one does when he's trying to delude himself into believing he is infallibly funny in all cases... Even in the case of a lame Lions joke that some of the least funny people he knows thought of the exact same joke, I decided to create a far-fetched and unbelievable third option as to why this football funny flopped. Obviously, the real reason this joke failed is because just too many people know the pain of being crushed by the Detroit Lions Sunday after Sunday for almost all of their lives. And when too much of the audience knows about the subject of a bit, there's too high a risk that somebody listening might have already thought of it. That's right. My joke isn't the problem. I'm not the problem. The lions are the problem. And your exposure to these lovable losers is even more to blame. But I'm not here to blame you. I mean, come on, that's not my style. I'm here to convince you that I'm funny. Duh. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) let's find a solution for that, okay? Just for shits and giggles, follow me along on this absurd path. It'll be easier than fighting the obvious flaw in this logic, okay? So we're all in agreement that my lion's joke was hilarious and original, despite the thousands of identical instances in which the same joke was made throughout the mitten state over the last 48 hours. And we're all in agreement that not everyone else who made the same joke is funny. I mean, no way, right? So therefore, we're all in agreement that the reason the joke sucks is that the subject matter itself is too broad. And since we're all in agreement on all this, then we all must also agree that the best way to avoid this mistake in the future is to... Say it with me now. That's right. Make jokes about super specific topics. Okay, yes. So you're with me on this. All right. If I write jokes about topics only a handful of folks can relate to, then there's a much lower likelihood that my jokes will have already been thought of. Genius. So let's try a new segment that we're going to call Highly Specific Jokes Intended for an Impossibly Specific Audience. And what's a new segment without a highly overproduced audio lead-in, folks? Bounce on, you basic bitches, and come all ye specialized few, for you're about to enter an extremely esoteric corner of the attic, one where you can expect but one thing, highly specific jokes intended for an impossibly specific audience. Uh. Welcome everyone to our first installment of highly specific jokes intended for an impossibly specific audience. We're going to open this inaugural issue with a joke for all you automotive sales professionals out there, specifically those of you who have dealt regularly with the Nissan Accessory Group. Here it is. So, did y'all hear about the big meeting that went down at Nissan Accessory Purchasing last week? No? Well, neither did the purchasing team. They were all at the dentist. Until next time, this has been Highly Specific Jokes Intended for an Impossibly Specific Audience. Uh Wow, I mean, I think that was a success. All the way around, at least to a couple of you. And for those 99.8% of you that don't know why that's funny, then allow me to introduce to you yet another new segment that we're calling Now Kirk Explains Why the Highly Specific Jokes Intended for an Impossibly Specific Audience Are Funny! Welcome everyone to our first installment of Now Kirk Explains Why the Highly Specific Jokes Intended for an Impossibly Specific Audience Are Funny. See, this joke is funny because a lot of Nissan purchasing agents ignore supplier phone calls, often using the excuse that they're at the dentist. Even though, according to the supplier's records, this particular purchasing agent has been at the dentist 73 times this calendar year already. Until next time, this has been Now Kirk Explains Why the Highly Specific Jokes Intended for an Impossibly Specific Audience Are Funny! Many of you are thinking, wait a minute, this just seems like a ploy that would allow Kurt to make jokes that only he and a few others would understand. And furthermore, who's to say that this joke was even funny, even to those in the automotive sales world? Well, let me stop you right there, hypothetical critic, because I've got my friend and former colleague Zach D. from Detroit on the line, and I'll bet he can vouch for the quality of this quip. (laughs) Hey, Zach, thanks for calling. Let's get right to the point. Did you hear the joke I made about the purchasing group always being at the dentist? (laughs) Yeah, I heard the joke. (laughs) Hilarious, right? Eh,
1: that's not that funny.
0: Well, okay, well maybe you just don't get it.
1: No, I mean, I get it completely. It's just not that funny.
0: Well, you're not really the target demographic for the joke then.
1: No, I'm exactly the target demographic for this joke. I've pretty much spent my whole career in
0: this industry. It's still just not that funny. All right, that's enough. Goodness, Zach D. from Detroit. Thought maybe you'd help me out a little bit. With my dentist joke proven lame and my confidence completely dashed, let's get into the meat of today's show. So defeatedly and with the aid of Zach D. from Detroit, Uh, let's let's start start the show. show. Before we put Zach D. from Detroit out of sight and out of mind completely today, I have to share a funny thing that happened during the production of that little bit. Zach was ready and willing to participate when, as soon as I requested, he was sending me audio recordings by text of each of the sound bites that I listed out for him to do. So in the text chain, I requested that he provide a clip of each of the following, each with quotation marks around it. Mind you. Yeah, I heard the joke. A, that's not that funny. No, I mean, I get it completely, it's just not that funny. And finally, no, I'm exactly the demographic, yada, yada, yada. So once I established what I needed Zach to say, I issued one final text of encouragement, urging him, without quotation marks, to feel free to put some stank on it. Which was my way of telling him to put some real emotion into those lines to make them more believable. And you would not believe what transpired next. After I received individual sound files of each of the four requested lines, a fifth file showed up. What on earth could this be, I thought, and then I pressed play and finally heard the contents, and I legitimately laughed out loud. Much needed after a lackluster and largely unfunny opener, here's Zach's final file that he sent.
1: Feel free to put some stank on
0: it. (laughs) Funny stuff, right? Zach was so ready to participate that he provided audio recordings of even my last text of encouragement. I didn't have the heart to tell him that the stank line was just for him, so I figured I'd use it out of respect for Zach D. from Detroit. One more time.
1: Feel free to put some stank on
0: it. And with those stanky words of wisdom, I think I will put some stank on it today. But this stake will fall squarely on one single subject today. Me. Because through my continued research into podcast production, it is becoming increasingly murky as to whether or not it's fully legal to use copyrighted music in A Talk in the Attic. And when things are legally murky... There's only one thing to do. Put some
1: stank on
0: it. Well, not exactly, Zachary. When things are legally murky, it's not necessarily time to put some stank on it. It's best to err on the safe side. And so while I believe the show was only highlighting the wonderful music of my favorite artists, ideally driving some of you listeners to their Spotify channels where you can listen and support them directly, the reality is it's not worth the risk of legal backlash. And I certainly don't want to misappropriate the catalogs of the very artists I draw so much inspiration from who are working to support themselves the same as me. Someday, once the show is a little more established, perhaps we will work on getting the full mechanical license or synchronization license for all the songs that we know and love, but for now, let's evaluate the options that we have immediate access to. Option one, I simply make my own music. This option, frankly, would be most fun for me, but likely the least enticing to you. And if you're on the fence here, here's a preview of what that might sound like. So there I was, 10 years old, staring in complete amazement at the big screen, so excited that after months of patiently waiting, The Lion King with Jonathan Taylor Thomas was finally in theaters, and I was so stoked to be in the front row. I shushed all the kids around me, shh, it's starting! No, SI RUMBA scene, see what I'm saying? Doesn't exactly hold up to Elton John's version, does it? Still not convinced? Let's try another example. It was my first high school dance ever, and I couldn't wait to get to a love song so I could finally go ask her to dance with me. But she had other plans. Because as soon as Missy Elliott came on, she ran up and pulled me out to the dance floor, and I was completely terrified. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Now, errors is a nip for flam, near to it's if a And cut. Look, when it's possible, maybe I'll use clips of myself singing, but I'll deploy it sparingly for your sake as much as mine. At least until I learn how to sing. Option two. Starting today, I've subscribed officially to a service called Soundstripe, which is a Nashville-based catalog service that offers subscribers access to thousands of royalty-free songs and sound effects. You name it. The service is pretty great, honestly. I've been rooting around within the website all day today, and there's a lot of value here. Of course, Rainbow Kitten Surprise isn't on there, nor are any of the other artists you've heard of, but it's all 100% legal to use. And I won't lie, there's more variety than I expected there. But don't get me wrong. There's a lot of typical royalty-free music available, the kind of stuff that brings up thoughts of bad marketing and C-movies. But all in all, this option will afford me all sorts of clean, well-produced music to accompany every possible mood that I'm describing in my weekly stories. And then there's a giant library of sound effects, too, which will allow me to quickly look up and easily license a soundbite for every scenario you can imagine. And to prove it, here's an original fictional story in which I'll overuse my Soundstripe subscription by including way more sound effects than any one story should ever include. Let's get into it. It was his first run at this dame, and he'd never seen a gal fight her urge to smile as so bad as this one. He charged, she withdrew, he stared, she averted her doe eyes. Girl like you could use a drink if you're to stomach a crowd like this, don't you think? Before she could say no, he hailed the mustachioed man holding court behind the L-shaped bar. A gin for the dame, barkeep. Rye for me. Both neat. You got it? The stage stole your ears, Alfred. I said neat. The bartender quickly reacted and grabbed some fresh glasses. Here, allow me. Just cop this zippo off a stiff down by the docks. What do you say we slam this gas and blow this popsicle stand, huh? She agreed to the proposition, intrigued by his mysterious style. He threw down his whiskey, she, her gin. Here's a little cabbage, Alfred. Maybe you can get your hearing checked downtown. Let's go, sugar. If we skate now, we can beat the rush. Listen, cabbie, don't mind us back here. You just keep your eyes on the lines and leave the backseat magic to me, you hear? Look, pal, I'm just waiting to hear wherever you want to go. How about that joint down on 42nd Street? Yeah, that's right. That dive down there with the booze hounds and the snowbirds. The rain started to fall as the strangers got cozy in the back of the cab. Oh no, dolly, it's raining. Better keep you dry or you'll puddle up like a gumdrop. Yo, wheel man, put some lead on it so we can dip our bills without being too soggy, eh? Easy up there, pal. We got precious cargo back here. An angel in devil's clothes. After a few minutes, the driver pulled to a stop and tells the fast friends that they've reached their tavern of request. Here's a few shillin', driver. Maybe take some driving lessons downtown, eh? You ever been to this joint, babe? This is where me and my fellow hooligans come to shoot the breeze. Come on, let's check it out. Hey, over here, come on. There's my crew posted up in the corner over there. Follow me the jazz trio on the stage started playing as he and his new broad approached his friend's booth. But something was amiss. His friends were all there, sure, but they weren't exactly happy to see him. What gives, boys? Jealous that I snagged a brawn on a Rating 8 like this while you're all nuts to butts in this dump? Not exactly, you no-good sneaky bastard. Do you have any idea who this broad is? And just then he turned back to... Present his new girlfriend to his goon squad. I don't know exactly who she is, but we already practiced smooching on the way here, so hands off. You got it. Just then, his new girlfriend looked up in horror. Hands off! That's my fiance. You whiskey dick, good for nothing. <laughs> well, boss, I knew that. I mean, sure, you're coming here with a different dame every night, but yeah, I totally knew this was your wife. Some joke, right? Hey, I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get you ugly, yeller, no good keys to off this property before I pump your guts full of lead. One, two, ten. (laughs) And scene. Okay, so that was an over-the-top example of a scene that sounded like it came out of some hard-boiled dime store detective novel. That was option two. And I promise I won't celebrate my newfound access to an endless catalog of high-quality sound effects and stock music, but I must admit that was pretty fun to make hopefully it was fun to listen to we'll see how it all turns out the third and final option saving the best for last why don't i just use the music of former guests of the show if one of my primary goals of this project is to develop a tight-knit network of creators who i can collaborate with on future projects then it seems obvious doesn't it that i would focus on utilizing music from that very network to source the tunes needed for the show For now, my options are limited, of course, because we've only had so many musicians on the show, but as the show continues down its path, and as our list of former guests continues to grow each week, I think we'll be well-stocked with great music options. This seems like the best and most authentic path forward, don't you think? But of course, this won't come easy. I'll need your help in recommending future guests for the show. So if you know anyone or know anyone who knows anyone in the music business, then please, please get me in contact with them. In doing so, you can not only help the musician gain some fans, but you'll also be providing the show an opportunity to add to our list of available works. I think this option will improve the legitimacy of the show for sure, but it will also keep the love within the Talk in the Attic family, and it will force us to seek out passionate and talented artists as guests. Music is a huge part of the show, and it will continue to be a huge part of the show. But we're going to be doing things this way from now on. So if I want to use Rainbow Kitten Surprise on the show, then we all know what that means. We have to get Rainbow Kitten Surprise on the show. I'm going to need your help in convincing them and other artists to come and share their stories and their music, but I know we can do it as a community. So in that spirit, let's go back to one of our first musicians that was on the show, Joe Gentleman. His song 20th Street is going to play us out, but not before I get squirrely with these sound effects one last time. <laughs> Squirrely. See? See what I did there? Zach D from Detroit, you want to help me pick out the last one? Any advice for the last sound effect of the episode?
1: Feel free to put some stank on it.
0: All right. Well, as sophomore gives a suggestion, that is, here goes the stankiest sound effect I could find. Take it away, Joe, and peace out, y'all.
1: I'm as far away from love as you can get but comfortable in the misery the spiders on the ceiling of my best friend it's a brotherhood of the misunderstood I hang my head down to my feet fold my hands and give the Lord my Pretend I'm somewhere else as I give in to the sleep And the light goes out on 20th Street When it rains, you can hear her from the platform As she pretends to wait for the train She blends in nicely with the anger of horns fix soon as they open doors about 10 a.m. he's scrounging for another palm up asking me to help out a brother this life was more than he could take so come today he'd rather stumble than to shake Come this far